We are so pleased to introduce Flying Changes Magazine as a sponsor of this episode. Flying Changes is a print and digital magazine that services sport horse enthusiasts in the Pacific Northwest. With a nice balance of community news, events, training, and competition articles, and local and professional photography, the magazine is not only a premier publication, but a direct line to the horse-loving community members in the Pacific Northwest. It's a bit of everything with something for everyone. Visit them at www.flyingchanges.com and look for them on Facebook and Instagram at Flying Changes Mag. Hello, my name is Stephen Pelzer, and you're tuned in to another episode of Young Black Equestrians. I am. I am. I am. I am a young. I am a young. I am. A young, I am. And I am a young. Black. A young black. Young black. A young black. Black. Black equestrian. 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 Black equestrian. Equestrian. Black equestrian. Equestrian. Black equestrian. I'm a young black equestrian. I am a young black equestrian. <laughs> Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of Young Black Equestrians with your hosts Abriana Johnson and Caitlin Gooch. Today we have Stephen Pelzer on the line with us and we are so excited to get to know him. Welcome to the show. Hello there, glad to be here. <laughs> All right, so every episode we like to start off sharing something that we are thankful for. So if you want to go first, Stephen, what is something that you're thankful for today? I am thankful that I was able to see another birthday um, and I did not have any um, riding incidents from my lesson on my birthday. So very happy about that. <laughs> Because you never know with horses. <laughs> no, no, you never know. You'd be out there trying to celebrate, and they were like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. Happy belated birthday. And we Thank hope you. you have a prosperous year with minimal horse related. Yes. <laughs> Caitlin, what is something you're thankful for? I'm thankful for naps. Gosh, that nap I took today was amazing. And I think oh, everybody was napping all at the same time. Ooh, I slept for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I really think, I think there was like, I came across an article and it was saying that we as humans are supposed to like sleep when we need to, not necessarily like eight hours every night, like just sleep and work in increments and stuff like that. And I feel that in here. I do too. I can do that. Because I can, I can be up. Like, if I go to sleep at 6, I can get up and I can be doing work at 3 o'clock in the morning and I'm good. Like, mm -hmm. And then take another nap. And then take another nap. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's why I just want to live my life. Anyway. <laughs> what are you thankful for? <sighs> what am I thankful for? I am thankful for the ability to work from home because I, the job that I just left was 30 miles away and I drive a Tahoe. And today was the first time I filled a tank up and like, I couldn't actually remember the last time I filled a tank up. And I was like, this is awesome. Like I saved so much money because I was getting gas every three days. Like traveling 60 miles a day in a Tahoe. Like, gosh. I was putting gas in the tank every three to four days. And I don't even remember the last time I put gas in the tank. So, doing it this morning, I was just thinking, like, this is great. Like, I'm saving so much money by switching to work from home. <laughs> I work from home, so I understand that. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and hop into our episode. Briefly tell us, you know, where you're from, what you do, who you ride, all those things. All right. Um, so from the beginning, I guess you can say I started out with just therapeutic riding um, and helping volunteer at a horse barn. And um, 
it kind of just snowballed because I started meeting different people because I was like very social. And it started happening that a lady had me start um, helping out at her barn that she does reining. So I started with like riding a few reining horses and she had one horse that um, was kind of hot. So she didn't want it to do the reining. So she's like, well, you can show the American Quarter Horse stuff and do all around stuff. And I was like, well, okay, I'll see what I can do. And I YouTubed it and cause her and I, we didn't have any trainer at the time. So I YouTubed it and then I was like, okay, I'll show her in halter. That seems easy, you know, I'll just, you know, just stay in there, you know, but it worked out and like, she ended up doing being pretty good. We got like, like top five in the nation, like for the year, like, and it was like, it was a big deal for me. So, so then I wanted to kind of get better at riding. So I started really working on that and I started riding at a few different like hunter jumper barns and um, people were giving me lessons and um it ended up being where i would i would do good start getting good and then something happened i fall off and i'm like you know what i don't want to jump anymore i just don't want to do that so then i started switching back over to all around quarter horse shows and then um I, then i kind of got into raining for a little bit but now i am strictly mainly just only doing hunter jumpers and my next show is that going to be at Tryon. Uh, International Equestrian Center in October. So that's the goal to compete because I like to show in, um, I like doing equitation because it's harder and you don't see really a lot of men, especially black men in general, you know, showing in that. So I just, I figured if I work hard on my posture and all that, then it's kind of, it's a goal. So, you know, if even if I can, not to win it, but just to say if I just ribbon, I would be happy with it. Yeah, that is fun. Awesome. Awesome. So you're you're here in North Carolina with us, which is like a rarity because we hardly even. We oh hardly yeah, that's why I forgot to say that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just want people to know, like we that's are right. talking about someone else in North Carolina because a lot of people, you know, they just don't. I didn't realize how like country people thought we were. <laughs> and we started talking to, to other people, and they're like, "Y'all do that." <laughs> what you mean? Right, <laughs> yes. right. <laughs> so yeah, so where are you where are you located in in NC? So I am in uh, a tiny 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 little town called Sophia. Um it's right outside of Asheboro, uh North Carolina and it's also kind of near a high point. So it's like we're right in the middle. Mm -hmm. And so I'm right over this way and the uh hunter jumper barn that I ride at is called Irish Oaks and it's in Louisville, North Carolina. And um, Cassidy Holder is a trainer there. So she's been the one giving me lessons there. Cool. I love how at NC we have to say what it's next to so people can get an idea. Right. <laughs> yes, because like, it's such <laughs> cities. Like we're, we're, we're by the, the, the one that you yes. know about. Yeah, yeah. I, I say Sophia about and people just look at me like, where is that? It's like, is that Raleigh? No, it's not near Raleigh. It's, 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 it's near Charlotte. No, it's not near Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then is it North Carolina? You know, right. like, that <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. That is super cool. How is how far is Tryon from you? Um, it's about from my apartment. It's about three hours. Okay. Um, and so it's not too bad. I would rather drive there than to go to Ocala when they're going to build that place, like this whole big new oh, yeah. facility. I'm like, I'd rather do that because I'm about to fly down there. So right. luckily, North Carolina has like enough shows to keep me home, like, you know, to do whatever discipline I'm doing, you know, it, uh, it's enough big shows or small shows for you to get your feet wet. And you can just compete at all type of levels, no matter what discipline you do you can just do it here you know from eventing to dressage you know they have big stuff here and local stuff so that's what i do like about this state they do have a variety of things to do horse-wise yeah yeah it's about the same distance for us i um went over that way for a bachelorette party and we went to some kind of thing there some event mm. they were having um so that was my first time ever going and i was like holy crap we got something nice here that's right something nice and it's just 
getting better too as the time goes on. I mean, mm-hmm. I, but they got a little salt too, so that's why they built what they built in Ocala now. <laughs> we were like kind of the premier place for a while, mm-hmm. and then they did that. They're just like, well, we can't, we can't let North Carolina have everything. So, right, right. <laughs> right, right. So you've gone through all of these disciplines and kind of settled on hunter jumper do mm-hmm. you see people that look like us uh oh. no not really except for uh well it's two of my friends um one does live in north carolina he was on here i think rob jacobs mm-hmm. and um this other guy his name is jay moore he lives in alabama but he is pretty big into doing um uh he's like he judges some he's about the same age as i am i think or maybe like a few years younger um he's just always just so busy with he branched out and became a trainer so he's just been really busy doing things like that so that's about it and as far as showing wise there's zero it's just absolutely zero so that's why also i use it to my advantage because i'm gonna stick out regardless might as well be a good writer you know give them something to look at you know say see you know we can rise, you know, we can do this at perform at this level because the only really African-American that's really out like at that high level, that's kind of out in the spotlight, I believe is Jordan Allen. Mm-hmm. I believe she's about the only one that I know of who's, who can show it like top hunters and going to, you know, Wellington and doing well like that. Right. Right. But you also do photography for shows, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like to do that. I went to school for about like while well, I was in high school, I took two years of uh, photography. And so I'm lazy. I don't sometimes I like I'll do it just so I can do it. And because we all know show pictures can be highly expensive. And so I figured I learned a little bit more just to adapt to more of the show stuff and what it is that people like. So I started taking pictures. So for people who couldn't afford it, they can see it on Facebook, you know, and out of respect to the other photographers, I would kind of just stick to just like warm up pins and stuff like that. So they could still get their money for the actual show pictures, mm-hmm. but other people who couldn't afford it, they still get a nice picture and they can put, make a new profile picture on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And every now and then I might like do a few um, photo shoots for some people. Um, so I don't charge much cause it's not really, I've never really been into doing it like solely for a living. Um, cause it can get, people have different, let's put it this way. People have different tastes and what they think they want it to look like. And then you like what, you know, and I like what, I like what I like. So it's like, well, I think you look good this way. Why don't I want to look like this? And I'm like, okay, this is why I don't do this for a living. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes it's creative differences is about the best way I can put it. So, so, but I try to do it to always keep positive because like, you know, people can see like if a show is, if it's a small local show, that's free, free publicity for them, you know, and they get noticed and people are like, well, wow, okay, I want to be going to that one because I've done that for some quarter horse shows here in North Carolina. Now, I don't going to say maybe it boosted it, but it definitely got noticed, you know, because you get, there's a the Equine Chronicle who does like a lot of quarter horse shows and stuff like that. They normally borrow some of my pictures to put like on their blogs and things like that. So it, doing it, I love doing photography, but I also like being in control to say like, when I feel like doing it, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's kind of like that, but I do enjoy it though. It's very fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's just one of those hobbies. A lot of people say, um, like not every hobby has to be your bread and butter. Like it doesn't have to make it. Like just some hobbies are perfectly good at just being hobbies. Yes, right. and that's that's basically it. It's just a fun hobby, and then I do feel good when people keep they get to keep that memory, you know. And they, you know, like if there's a kid walking around, well, say it was like this one girl. She I took a pictures of her and her horse. Well, you know, tragically her horse passed away like right after that show. So that was like the last time that horse showed. I feel like you know, so she got those pictures for free, you know. So. Mm-hmm. You know, they might not have been like the best ones, but they were good enough and she loved them. So that made me feel like, you know, well, at least I helped, you know. So it's just kind of, you know, it's just like a fun hobby to do and, you know, help keep people happy. That's what I like to do. Mm-hmm. I love that. Spread love. Yeah. Yes. It's not enough of it out here. We need to keep spreading it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? What's your day job? So I work for Adapt Health and um, it's basically um medical like 
supplies and I work in our CPAP department and I work like in the back office, which is I deal with like the documentation of uh, making sure that we have prescriptions and patients have gone to doctor's appointments so we can give them their supplies and we can bill their insurance. If we can't do that, then I got to figure out, okay, what are we missing here? You know, and it's kind of like a treasure hunt a little bit. Every now and then I have to call a patient or a doctor's office and say, hey, did you get this form? Did you go to your appointment? You know, if you didn't go, they're not going to sign. You can't get your stuff, you know. So, so it's kind of like, or like if they've already gone, the doctor don't sign, then we're like, can you talk to your doctor for you so we can get you your stuff? So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I've been, at first it was advanced home care, and then we got bought by ADAPT. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of all worked out for the best because once we got bought by ADAPT Health, COVID happened, and then I've been home since March. And I think they said I'm home for good now. So oh, wow. I'm quite, I'm kind of happy with it. I mean, I have a cute little setup and, you know, I get to wear tank tops all day, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and sweatpants. <laughs> yes, you don't have to wash so many clothes. Right. Like, right. Just everything. Right. Hey, Kaylin. I said wear a uniform if you have one. I know you had certain scrubs that you had to wear. Yeah. Yeah. And guess how? Make a time. No more time. <laughs> well, that's cool. That's cool. I feel like a lot of times, I mean, we've talked to people who do that do like horses for a living, as mm -hmm. well as like just like on the side. And sometimes mm -hmm. we for not forget to ask, but we just don't ask. So I'm like, what do you? What do they? How do you keep this hobby up? How do you right. pay the bills? <laughs> right. And see, that's what I had to learn. I in order for me to keep loving horses, I couldn't do it for a living. Like some people have that drive and they can keep going. I got fed up with having to depend on people for money. You know, if that makes sense, you know what I mean? Like if you, cause horses is a, it's a, if you became a trainer and say somebody got mad at you, they just walk away and that's your income. They yeah. take four horses away from you. And then you're like, why am I going to eat? You know? So, and also sometimes with horses, you don't get insurance. You have to pay for your own insurance. So, I'd rather go ahead and just have a good, like have a job like this and be put into a 401k um, because it can just always be a hobby. And if I ever wanted to become a trainer, I would save up for it and then try to step into it that way. Cause I have seen enough people struggle with it. And I've seen a lot of people who were kind of born, you know, with money. And so they can kind of just say, you know, what? I don't want to work anymore. I'm gonna go be a trainer, you know? And then they go off and go do great things. So it's just kind of, it's different. But in our community, you really don't see it that much where people can just like, just go on out there and do that and then be like at the top of their game, you know, cause you have to put in some hard, hard work and hours. And I found out that I am better off being inside. Also, I don't like cold when it's winter. So I like being inside of a building, you yeah. know, with the heat. So, yeah. so yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we. That is that is like ultimate goal to build the wealth necessary that you know even my child my children have choices. You know. Yes. Yes. They can do really whatever they want. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's exactly right. I agree. So how has having horses? Sorry. My balloons just went flying. <laughs> having horses affected your life or, you know, kind of being in the horse industry? It has changed my life 120%. I mean, like, basically, I did a whole 360. I was a very, I don't know, believe it or not, I was very, like, an evil, mean guy. I was not, I was not a nice guy. I was always moody. And you can ask my mother to confirm this. Like, I mean, I was never mean to like beat up people because I don't have that in me, but I was, I'll let you know my opinion. If I didn't like you, you would know it, you know, and <laughs> it was, you know, and I had to, you know, I used to go to therapy for anger management. And so I used to be a janitor for right, like while I was in high school and then I continued it out of high school. And it, I ended up cleaning up at this church and then the horses, I started working at that therapeutic barn and then all of a sudden everything just changed because I felt like I had a purpose. I, then I started riding, I felt like I was good at something. So then I was like, all right, well, let me get a better job that could pay for me to go compete, you know? And, you know, cause what it was, I couldn't ask my mom to do this. You know, I was like, you know, 
she has her own bills and she had her own stuff that she got to deal with. She probably would have tried to support me in whatever way she could, um, her or my grandmother, but it made me have to grow up and say, Hey, if you want to do this, you need to put the money towards it. You know, if you need to put in time of working at a barn, cleaning stalls, you're not too good for that. Go do it. And then you can get free lessons, you know, or so I had to, it really gave me a good work ethic. And it also taught me that, you cannot be cocky in the horse world because it is a very humbling sport. You can win one day and then you can't win for the next three years. You know, like it's, it's a very humbling thing. So it's taught me how to save money, how to put in the time and the effort to be a better rider, to be a better person in general, and to be a more of a better people person because I've met so many different people from all walks of life you know, just by being nice, just by just looking over and just saying, hey, how are you? Because, you know, they're already staring at me. So I'm like, you know, how are you doing? You doing all right? You know, and, you know, they're like, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm like, I'm good. Just working on my pan, you know, and then they just laugh and then we start talking, you know, and that's just kind of, it's, it's taught me like not to, like to always go ahead and like eliminate the elephant in the room too, you know. Yes, I'm black. I know I'm black. Let's laugh, move on, mm-hmm. and let's have a good conversation, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what it has taught me because I always use, I use my color as an advantage. That's what I tell people, you know, and I, it's nothing negative at all. I love being who I am and horses has, has helped like magnify that for me. So mm-hmm. that's why, I, that's why I love them. You know, I'll probably do it until the day I die riding horses. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's cool. You said something, oh my goodness, that I was going to comment on. You said a bunch of stuff. I, don't know. <laughs> I was like, that was, you know, just answer all the questions. That's fine. <laughs> I would love to see if we could just track equestrians and leadership and like people in different jobs and just see like, are they better leaders because they're equestrians? Because you said that they made you a better person. So yeah. I would, you know, that would be some good research. <laughs> that really would be. I mean, it's, it's helped me tremendously. And, um, I, I think that that's, that would be a really good thing. And I think that also the building blocks from like, younger people who are trying to get into horses, you know, you got to put in the grunt work for it, you know, and just like I used to do with any other job, you know, if you, if you want to start at a job working, say at Kohl's, that's what I did, you know, and before I became a manager, I had to start part-time and I just worked my butt off. And then I slowly, you know, made good connections and ended up, I became like, you know, one of the, like the floor managers. So, and because of that, thinking that way is because also from horses, you know, so it helps. It yeah. really does. Yeah. What I was going to say, um, the therapeutic riding, like this is one of the instances where it helps the, the volunteer, you know, not yeah. necessarily just the people that are coming to kind of benefit from the services, but also the people right. that are helping, you know, make it happen. Right. Cause that was a, it was, and I was one of the people who just showed up and just wanted to do it. I heard about it and I was like, okay, I want to go do it. Now a few people tried me like, if this is the negative side of it, cause everybody's like, Oh, are you here for community service? No, I'm not. You know, like they, <laughs> They kept, because at first it was like funny at first, but then like everybody just kept asking me that because they've never seen a black guy out there mm-hmm. willingly, willingly, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it was like, I was like, what's wrong with you? Because I didn't think anything of it. You know, I thought everybody just come out to come see horses, but it's not really known in our culture to just often go, you know, I have no horse background at all. Like none. Nobody in my family likes horses. They terrified of them. They say they like them, but, you know, they never did anything with them. So I just kind of was one of those rare people who just had that bug and just kept on going with it. Anybody who's listening, please don't ask people of color if they're doing community service. Right. Because they're around horses. Thank you. Right. Right. Because that's that's a very, I mean, it's very, it's very offensive for one thing, because, you know, you're just, you're just profiling and, Anybody who knows me, like most of my friends know that it's like the furthest thing. I don't have a speeding ticket. Like, I mean, I don't have anything. So why would you just assume that, you know, I'm there for community service and I'm not, I'm not dressed too bad or anything either. So, but I will say, I will say this, 
I, horses also change the way that I dress, like my appearance, because I used to wear a lot of baggy things, a lot of like oversized clothing, and big um, and tall tees. Hmm? Big and tall tees. Yes, yes, definitely those. <laughs> and I realized, like, if you dress like that, then sometimes people will think of you like that. So then it also taught me, okay, well, let me change the way that I dress, and let me wear something that fits. Let me wear something that. If you say it again to me like that, then you really are just really just profiling me. So I'm going to remove that equation, like that little bubble right there, you know. And so if I'm dressing like I'm at community service, then let me just fix that. So you won't ask me that anymore. And it also, you know, like being skinny, you need to be actually wearing clothes that fit, you know, instead of wearing a double XL t-shirt, you know, so... Because I thought that was cool at the time, so. Well, I mean, it was cool, you know, early 2000s, everybody was doing it, so it was not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to say that it was cool, just because everybody was doing it. Y'all look silly. True. (laughs) You look silly together. Especially riding a horse, your shirt just flapping in the wind. Flapping in the background, (laughs) yes. That is hilarious. Wow. The times, man, they're changing. They have changed. I mean, they changed a bit. I mean, because I used to like wear FUBU back then, you know, <laughs> you know, and as I have, it's just, it's come a long way. I put it that way. I used to just didn't carry to wear a little bicycle helmet to go ride in, you know, because I didn't know no better. I'm like, okay, right, well, this is available. I'll just wear that, you know. Right. I didn't know <laughs> about Sam Shields and all this other stuff and you know and then when I found out about it I said well I can't afford that so I'm still keep wearing this bicycle helmet you know (laughs) can we talk about that real quick a helmet was released this week that helmet costs five hundred dollars like I don't understand like helmet companies what is happening somebody me and my friend were talking about that actually Mm -hmm. and it's funny that you bring that up because my helmet retails, believe it or not, is on Smart Pack for seven hundred and ninety dollars, and I got it for like three hundred because I got it off of eBay used. Oh and I and I found my backpack that's like like two hundred dollars, like that matches the helmet. Mm-hmm. I got it for like barely like a hundred dollars because the taxes is what bumped it up. And I said it's ridiculous that how high you have to pay just to want to look somewhat decent, you know, because in Hunters, you know, when you go in those classes, you're judged, like, you to see your appearance, you know. You can't wear nothing flashy, but you better be wearing something that they can see the name of it, you know, or, which it shouldn't be like that, but it it's like, they see, like, oh, well, you care about yourself. You care about what you put on your back, so, but you shouldn't have to go broke for that, like, just to be honest. You just should not have to go, because it, it, it makes people, it levels, like, you know, like, you know, well, if I can't wear that, then I'm only, like, as good as this person, mm-hmm. or I'm only as good as this person. I've seen plenty of people wear more expensive stuff, or, like, in, in the American Quarter Horse world, you know, when they have, like, these expensive saddles. You can own all of that, but what I learned, you can buy all that stuff, but you can't buy talent. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, have you all that stuff and be a sucky rider. Mm-hmm, exactly. So, that's, that's like, what I had to learn the hard way because I bought some expensive pants one time I had no money really to be buying them some riding pants and put my account in overdraft back when I was really struggling and then for what judge didn't know they were like $150 pants nobody else knew unless I told them so that's when I was like you know what bump that you can just wear just to some just get you some that's like maybe $20 that look good good quality and nobody's gonna really notice and that's what i had to really like the big pill to swallow mm-hmm. you know it's, it's you shouldn't really have to go broke to show and compete you know you can still get nice things and you know without going broke because the only way they're gonna know it's expensive is if you tell them mm-hmm. and then that makes you look a little you know what i mean you know <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's just i like the helmet that I got, it was not that expensive. And mm-hmm. we've had these conversations about like, like different hair and helmets and stuff. 
Mm-hmm. And like I went to Dover and I had my friend help me and she's like trying to get put a hairnet on and I put that hairnet on my hair was sticking out the back like Sonic the Hedgehog. I was like <laughs> and she's like no it's just supposed to it's a, girl my hair don't supposed to do none of that. Right. So I was like I do need a hair bow. Like you can't just flip yeah. this this like no. So and then in trying the helmets like I just had to I had to get a lesser expensive one because it was one that was adjustable right and that's the other thing like people like talk crap about adjustable helmets like they're not good quality helmets when the expensive ones don't fit my head like i Mm -hmm. tried on a 300 or 500 helmet Mm -hmm. and i was just like well i was like what are we trying this on for? Because I'm not buying it. But <laughs> it also did not fit my head. So right. it's like, you know, that's one of those things. Like people, if they're sitting there looking at name brands and they're like, oh, you got a Troxel. Mm. Right. Granted, Troxels are starting to look more. They coming up. Yeah, they coming up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like that one. But the fact of the matter is that it's adjustable. It can It can fit different hairstyles it can fit you know a a wider array of head shapes like right but nobody's thinking about about that they're just like oh i thought you you know we're gonna get a charles owen yeah and that like and i I used to have a charles owen that was given to me and i wore that thing for a while but like my head is shaped really weird and i would like try to stuff it in there and make it work so it's like, okay, I'm wearing a Charles Owen and like, you know, but I pass out every time I would wear it, you know, cause it didn't fit my head correctly. Mm-hmm. And by the grace of God, this girl had a weird head. That's the only reason why I got that Sam Shield one because her head was shaped weird. They rarely even make that size that I have, you know, cause it's just, you know, and then like being a woman of color, I can't imagine like say, you know, when you have, you know, good hair and then you have to try to pile it up in one of these little tight helmets, Cause Sam sure there's no breathing room at all in there. You know, they just kind of, you know, if you got a lot of hair, it's kind of tough to try to put it all up under there. So, I mean, like, it's cause it's not really adjustable. You get your size. So if you say, say you shaved your head and then you grew it back out, you couldn't wear that helmet again, you know, like, cause it, they don't adjust. So I totally understand that. Like, it's, it's a problem to be honest. Like, I mean, you know, it's something the helmet companies need to look into. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, show. Oh, show. All right. Next question. What vision do you have for your writing classes which typically they they start them at three foot i'm nowhere near three foot yet but um they do that and i would love to compete like at double a shows doing that and and being really competitive at it i'm getting there i'm putting the stepping stones to get better at it because it's going to take work but that will be a humongously like big goal for me because those classes are harder you you know you, it don't matter if you got the nicest horse or not they're really judging how you ride and to say that I did that and I beat other people because, you know, or I was competitive to say, you know, like, you know, here's a guy of color who has no horse background at all. And he goes out and he does that just basically from hard work and then, you know, having a good barn who supplied him with nice horses, you know. And, you know, by supply, I mean, like, I still got to pay, you know, still got to pay for the stalls, still got to pay for the show bill, eight shavings and all that stuff. I mean, but they still, you know, like, you know, it's a nice family that's going to let me borrow one of their horses, you know, while I go up there. So, you know, it's just kind of, that's like one of the, my main goals to do that, to, you know, continue and show and do that. And once I've done it, then, you know, it's kind of like, then I'll try another goal, you know, but equitation to me is something that we do. I don't see enough men or men of color definitely and like mm-hmm. it's just not enough of us and i think that that would be something that to show like you know hey we can do it you know because mm-hmm. you know it's mainly dominated by really really skinny women and i'm like okay skinny i have good hmm? skinny white women 
Yes, skinny white woman. Yes, there's no black woman in there at all. Except Jordan Allen did do it when she was a kid, you know, like back in the juniors. Mm -hmm. But her, but like there's no, there's no people of color at all. No black women or, you know, and I know there's some black women that can ride too. So I've seen, I've seen it, you know, it's just, you got to get to that level and it's hard to get to it when, you know, they make everything so expensive. So mm -hmm. that's just a goal that I would really like to achieve. That's where this job comes in. You know, might not be a high paying job, but I can save right. and I can just, if I can only show it maybe once or twice, that would be a goal for me. Mm -hmm. so a that's lot of, one of my things. A lot of the people that we interview say um, they don't, or they shy away from particularly hunters and equitation mm -hmm. classes just because the sole judgment is on what you look like. And they feel like they are at a disadvantage, you know, having a big booty or having big thighs or, you know, hair not fitting in helmets. So it is sticking out the bottom of the helmet, things like that. So, and I, you know, I get that. Yeah. And, I, and that's what makes me, so if, if a girl who feels that way might see that, you know, but then a dude, a black guy comes in mm -hmm. and does it, granted, you know, I don't, you know, I might not have hair, you know, but I want at least they can see that there's a chance. Right, right. It's just right. a chance, you know. Yeah. And, you know, because it just basically all it takes is you just got to have just that perfect rod, you know, just that, that one moment, just go through, hit everything. Because, yes, they are. They're going to judge you hard. But I would rather you look at it, my color as an advantage because all you're going to see is white, 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 white people on brown horses, gray horses. And then you see this one black dude show up. And most of the time, they always think if I'm riding a horse, everybody always says, like, you know, oh, that horse is so good. It takes such good care of him. They had no idea he was trying to buck me off in the warm-up pen, you know. So, you know, it's just funny how people get that perception of, like, oh, it's just all the horse. He's just riding, like, this six-figure horse. And it's totally not like that at all. You just put in the hard work, and you just – you can do – people can do it. But it is harder for Black women, I will say, to be in that world. I mean – but there's like, I just don't think that that should be a, a, a barrier. Mm -hmm. I think you should go in there and you should show them. Cause I mean, it's not, there's nothing that I feel, I feel like us as black people can go in and do any class that we want to do. I mean, cause there's plenty of black people who do rodeos and do barrel racing and roping and all that stuff, you know, and cattle classes, you know, team roping. Um, so. And they can ride. And they can ride. <laughs> Like they can ride and they win big money doing it. So why can't we be over in the English world too? Right. What's stopping us? Just it's just our minds. That's what I feel like. Yeah. Just gotta get out of that and just go ahead and go through with it. Cause then nobody gonna stop me. I mean, like that's how I feel. It's not being cocky. It's being, mm -hmm. you know, confident. you just you you just gotta be confident. Cause if you don't, you'll let everybody get to you. You know, well, are you sure you wanna do that? Are you sure? You know, no, no, I know I'm sure. I don't care if I don't even place. I was seen and some kid out there may have maybe saw me on a live stream or maybe saw me when he was like a spectator walking by and saw me showing, you know, and maybe that might help, you know, light a fire in him. So he'll be the next to come along, you know, mm -hmm. that's, that's just how I try to look at it. Yeah. I love that you're so positive about it and, you know, saying like, why not? I mean, really, yeah. <laughs> Because this, you know, I, I don't, I don't ever think we should ever look at our color as a barrier at all. We are beautiful people and we, you know, we can do so much if we just get past our, like, our barriers, you know. Because I will not ever let nobody oppress me to make me think like, um, you, you know, you, you can't do that. I wanted to be known if you didn't pick me for, for an equitation class because you liked this white girl better than me and I had a better round, it's going to be noticeable. Because, you, you know, they're judging you, not the horse, you know. It's totally different when you're doing something with horses. They can do whatever they want, you know, because they'll say, well, they had a better horse. That's why I pick classes where they have to judge the rider. So if I work hard enough and I put in a good work, you know, if I get beat, it's because I should have got beat because the person rode better than I did. Mm -hmm. But if I have that good ride and I still don't win, then it should be noticed. And then that, that'll make people like, well, he actually wrote, she knocked the rail down and he didn't. How come he didn't, you know, win? You know what I mean? Like, mm 
So it makes it kind of like wakes people up in a way, you know. So that's that's why I go in them, you know. I'm I want to be noticed. I want to be seen. So if and if I don't do good, then I'm humble about it. I'm like, well, gotta work harder on it next time, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, my my mom, bless her heart, first time I didn't win something, I think she was sick, she was like, it's because you were black. I said no. I said I just sucked. That's all it was. <laughs> That's all it was. <laughs> and not so, this time, uh, Mama. Not this time. Not this time. You know. <laughs> it was all me this time. <laughs> so I, you know, and that's why I really want, you know, I'm not going to ignore that there's issues. You know, there's a ton of issues out here with people not accepting black equestrians, especially in the hunter world. But there are just a few who do, and I feel like. The few black people who do get to get out there and and are successful and doing well, they might not be like they might not tell their story because they're just like, you know, I'm just trying to just like survive, you know, or I'm trying to just do my thing. But like I've seen it and it, it made me want to be better <laughs> better, you know. So I feel that that's what we should do. We should all try to be like a role model and, you know, just try to be like for the next generation because I want I want to see us be like just as many black people out at Tryon as it is as white people, you know, mm-hmm. or in the quarter horse world. I mean, because like in the quarter horse world, there was a girl, a black girl who won like youth trail, you know, and she won a date, like beautiful picture of her. She had her braids like coming out of her cowboy mm-hmm. hat. I mean, and that's a prestigious thing because, you know, like you rarely see any black people show at that level, you know, especially for youth. And she, I watched her last year, she got reserved, and this year she won it. And she did a doggone good job. I watched her run. I mean, she did. She got that Golden Globe, and she was going around, and she and she, she spoke so well when they did her interview, which I know that that will make another girl who's watching her, you know, like you said, like who maybe their hair doesn't fit under a helmet, so maybe they might want to do it on a cowboy hat, you know. Mm-hmm. And she did. She did a well, you know, great job. And that's what that's what I wanted to be like, you know. If I do well, somebody I want somebody to see it, so it inspires them to, you know, want to try to do it next. Yeah, yeah. yeah and she was beautiful. I loved all of her pictures. Yeah. yeah. She had on her jacket. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, crispy. Like, yes. Sparkling. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so what? Well, you've given a lot of advice, actually. <laughs> I'm sorry, I run my mouth too much. I'm so sorry. I get the no, don't apologize for that. <laughs> no, it is fine, it is fine. But I mean, it, anything else you have to add? Any advice you would give someone who is, you know, wanting to get into the horse world or wanting to? feel more welcome in a discipline that is not representative for them? Um, basically, I would say always try to look out for the next uh, Black person, because that's one thing I have noticed, that there was a Black guy named, um, I think it's Bruce, Bruce Griffin. Um, he shows Frisians yeah, and stuff. I met him at Raleigh. I'm not into those shows really, but I was there with a friend and he stopped and talked to me. And he was like, you know, he gave me some great advice. He's like, you know, I don't care what people say, you just need to do what you want to do and do this. And I mean, it was a very brief conversation, but the fact that he stopped and wanted to talk to me, mm-hmm. that said, okay, all right, well, I appreciate that. Cause there's some people who, you know, like some black people where we sometimes kind of like, oh, he's just a groom or he's just whatever, because you don't know what anybody's walks of life are. Mm -hmm. So I would always say just be humble and let's bring each other up because we're more stronger as a team than we are just individuals, you know? So I feel like that's the main thing that I feel like I can't, I can't stress that enough because Mm -hmm. if, if white people see that we also can't get along even in the horse world and we're just trying to show against each other, well, I have a better helmet than you, well, I have a better horse than you do, you know? But it, we're really all trying to get the common goal to be seen and to be united. And that's like what I would want to make sure that if anybody is watching that, like, you know, please, we just, we have to stick together. Cause like, we are so much stronger as a team together supporting whatever discipline you do. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really would like to say. And it's the other part would be hard work. 
it's just, you know, some people are given, you know, a lot of opportunities and some people aren't. The ones who aren't, if you're just starting from basically from the bottom up, you just have to put in the work and have a good attitude. It's not saying you got to be humble to be like, you know, like a little servant or a little slave. I ain't saying that, you know, always have your self-worth, but it's also sometimes if somebody said, well, you need to like ride and do this better. Instead of like clapping back and saying, well, why don't you go and do it? You know, you just say, okay. That would be me. All right. You know, and because <laughs> it helped me. Do you know how many times I've been wanting to like talk back and I had to bite my tongue, but then I turned around, what they said was right. Cause they were trying to help. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and it just kind of, that, that's what I had to learn the most was sometimes it's just better just to be quiet take your because if you're paying for their time True. you might as well go ahead and just go ahead and take it you know and just you know and it, or if they're doing it for free still try to you know right. they're they're doing that they're investing you yes because that means they see something in you mm-hmm. you know that you might not see in yourself yet so i've had plenty of people who have excuse me invested a lot of time in me and it's really paid off for the good i mean like the list is very long but it's a lot of great people out there yeah you got to do is just have a good attitude i would never have gotten where i am if it wasn't for the fact of just being just a friendly happy person you know mm-hmm. even when i don't want to be you know you just you know i will go to horse shows even when i want to show them just to say hello hi how are you doing you get to talk to somebody well you know i got like about three horses at home i just don't have the time to ride you want to come by and we could ride together or something, or you ride. That, I mean, that has happened to me more times because they've seen me work at it, like on Facebook, and then they finally met me in person, and they're like, "Well, okay, I see you're working hard. I'll give you a chance." And I've always taken all my chances, you know, even if it was riding probably one of the most like rankest horses or has got a blown mind. I still try, you know, because I'm like, thank you. Because that horse will still teach you something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trust me, they have. They, they'll, they'll teach you something. <laughs> <laughs> they'll teach you not to get on them again. Exactly. Always. Oh, that was some amazing advice. Um, that was amazing. I'm going to take that for myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got to stick together, man. Yes, I I try to preach that people don't be seeing the bigger picture sometimes. So they don't, and you just can't let that dim your light either. You know, you just kind of they ain't ready to hear it yet. You just keep speaking to somebody who will listen. You know, and because it, it is, it's it's tough. It's tough for us, you know, because there's some bad people who just like you know that's just horses you like you know or 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 if they're doing well, they're just like I'm doing my own thing. I'm fine, thank you. You know, and they kind of turn it back on you because they might think they're too good to do something. And it's just kind of like, you're like, we're going backwards, you know, like. <laughs> we're not going to talk about how many people we reached out to for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're not even going to get on that. <laughs> well, well, all of us an hour. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, I just got to your message. Like, girl, it says right. scene a long time ago. Right. Yeah. Right. It, <laughs> right and that's like what i had to learn like it's been a few it's been a few people i've maybe reached out to or whatever or sent a friend request to and just nothing and then they'd be up there just change their profile picture like 10 minutes later i'm like i know you saw it you know <laughs> but i'm like and then you just say okay noted you know we'll show against each other one day you'll see me you know right. so it's just you know and i don't want that to be so we don't we shouldn't be competitors we should be all together you know because it's hard to show a united front and we won't change if none of us get along you know mm-hmm. like just from the outside looking in that's what i mean if i was white that's how i would see it well how you, so you want me to accept you guys to come on and come like, show and do all that stuff but you guys like hate each other though right is that what you're telling me you know what i mean so that's why i i am that's why I reached out because I wanted to be like to speak and say something because I'm like, I don't feel like I've never really spoke about like my color or, you know, being out here, you know, because on Facebook, it looks like, you know, I'm just like, you know, hunky dory, white, Steven or whatever. But I'm like, no, I'm pro black all the way, you know, it's just, you just don't gotta. Don't get it twisted. Right. No. Right. No. Don't get it twisted. I just know how to carry myself in a way where, 
you know, I'm a, you know, you gotta, you gotta keep yourself at a level where people are always going to respect you and always speak highly of you. But if they test you, you can show them the other side, you know. <laughs> so then they don't test you again. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. I'm with that 100%. 100%. And I'm so glad that you did reach out because there's a lot of people like, like I'll see them on Facebook and mm -hmm. or Instagram and it's kind of like, you know, if, if I see like a recent article come out about them, like I'll kind of hesitate, like, cause I don't want to just like flood you with requests because that's what happened to us. Right. Um, but you know, there's people like, Oh, why don't you talk to Anna Buffini? Why don't you talk to Jordan Allen? Why don't you do And I'm like, I can Google these people. Right. Find their whole life. We can find their like they've taught they answer all the questions. Like I don't have really brand new right. questions. Right. It's just, you know, coming from us and our uh like delivery or whatever. Like this is a relatable space. This is a comfortable space and we do similar things and we have the same mm -hmm. passion. So we like having people on this show that can I mean, they don't have like people behind. It's relatable. It. It's relatable. Yeah. And that's what gets the next person on. You know, right. yeah, Jordan Allen's freaking fantastic. But just nobody, like, you're not going to get this, you know, kid from 4 H to just all of a sudden do it when, you know, she's so far away. Right. Right. So I, we like, I like, I'm sure Caitlin likes too, but. We like talking to these people like you literally right down the road from us and you're right. you know, doing these amazing things and and can speak so eloquently about it like that is what i appreciate from this podcast for sure i i loved it i mean you guys when i, I saw a podcast before and it's like a bunch of people on here on this one and i was like i said they got everybody from all walks of life on here you know like and i just watched it rob was on it that one too i think and i was like well, I'll be darned. I think, well, well, maybe I should reach out to her. I was like, well, she probably think I'm weird, you know. So like, let me think just because like, you know? I was like, you know, you get in your head. Like I said, those barriers. Mm -hmm. It's those barriers. You think, you know, because I'm thinking like, here's all these other successful equestrians, and I'm like, I'm I ride, yes, and I try to compete and do pretty decent, but it's like. You know, Rob's got way more stuff. Like, you know, he's done like, you know, with like USJA, USHA, excuse me, you know, and he's, you know, he's gone on and done a lot of great things. And a lot of the other people that I've seen on here, they've done some really nice things on here. And I'm like, well, here I am working from home, you know, I get lessons, you know, you know, and I, I still ride the show a little bit, you know, so, but I'm glad I did. I'm glad I pushed, it helped me to push that barrier aside and just like, you know, hi, you know, I just like, I just want to give a positive experience. Because I really honestly don't have anything negative to say. I mean, like, I could, but it's it's really not that many because it's actually been somewhat of a decent journey so far for me. I mean. That's good. And that's and that's what we need to see. That's what we need to hear, you know, because that that encourages people to get involved and to stay involved. You know, it wasn't and. It, it, this was not like a podcast created to just complain. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, right. it's right. here to inspire and to encourage and to say, hey, this person, they had this experience too, mm -hmm. but look where they went. You know, right. they still right. did fantastic. And yo, we're just trail riders. Right. <laughs> like, what you mean? Like these these right. backyard, you know, right. riding people. You're like, yeah, I've shown a little bit, but not a right. lot. Like we are out here, you know, having conversations with people at the top and right. in the horse world, we're considered like not at the top. So, right. which, which is a horrible way that how people look at things, you know, and it's like, it's just another barrier that I feel like comes into play. And I'm glad you guys are breaking those down because it, it helped me realize like, okay, I can speak up and say something, you know, and cause I mean, like I'm friends with, all kinds of people from all walks of life, no matter what political party that they are or where they lean, like I'm still friends with them. I might like unfollow them for a few days if they get to talking nonsense on Facebook, but that's just kind of just like, instead of me going off on them and losing that connection, just kind of just 
put it to the side and you just like, it taught me how to be more tolerant, you know, if that makes sense, you know, and just who saw, you know, just take a deep breath and keep on going. Cause you don't want to let your emotions get in the way of something, you know, and you know, I, yes, yes. And that's what I had to really learn about some things like that. And I mean, it's helped out so much and you guys have really doing this. It's just like a beautiful thing. Cause it's, you know, people like me who didn't have any riding at all, you know, I barely, and the thing is I barely trail ride. I would love to go trail riding. I'm too chicken to do it. You know, like show horses are terrible trail horses, you know, they yes, they are. Everything, you know, you're going to have to come to a trail ride. Once they start back up, you are going to have to come this way. Yeah, hang out with us and go to a trail ride. You I would love to. I really would, cause I mean, I cause I go hiking all the time. You know, mm -hmm. I literally like when you messaged me, I was like, I was about to head out the door, and you was like, "Hey, you still?" I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." <laughs> I felt so bad. I said, and luckily, I, I already freshened up, so I was like, "All right, I don't look like like cause I had like a horrible little shirt on and everything." So, put the hat on to cover up my hair. So I was like, it was like perfect timing. <laughs> Well, that's good. And I'm glad we talked about this. So for anybody listening, for anybody watching, you know, don't think that you're too small to have a voice. You know, right. Everybody has something to add to this conversation. Everybody has a contribution to make to the industry. You know, you just got to figure out which lane works best for you and what you enjoy the most. But don't be afraid right. to speak up or to reach out to us. You know, if you just got questions, like, join the Facebook group, like do whatever, you know, you need to do to get in contact with us. If you have something to share, like we are like the most down to earth people. We've been busy, so it might take us a little bit to respond, but we're still here. Right. <laughs> but you got a life, you know, you still got to work, still got to pay bills, you know, I mean, that's just, yeah. understand that. All right. So we have been doing a new segment. Nobody has really seen this yet. It's called the Derby Round at the end of our episodes. So we're going to okay. get into that. You answer the questions as quickly as you can. First thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? Okay. I am ready. Oh, you ready? <laughs> I need to find, like, I need to find some music to put in to that because that, that's too much. <laughs> anyway, the Derby Round. All right. English or Western? English. Solids or spots? Solids. Bays or grays? Bays. <laughs> Brown tack or black tack? Brown. <laughs> a sponge or a curry brush? Curry. Shod or barefoot? Shod. Bumper pull or gooseneck? Ooh, gooseneck. <laughs> <laughs> a rope halter or a nylon halter? Rope. What is your favorite piece of barn equipment? Uh, bell boots. Mm. What is your favorite piece of tack? Bridle. When is the last time you fell off? Four years ago. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Oh, yes. Golly. I had to learn, pick and choose what type of horses I was riding. That's why. Yeah. Get tired and hit the ground. Right. <laughs> That's right. And if money was no object, what is one horse-related purchase you would make? I would love a reigning horse, to be honest. Yeah. I love English, but I would love a reigning horse. That, when I've shown that, and that is probably the most fastest, like, adrenaline rush and you win money so it was it was really fun it's it's based off style and how good you do a pattern so mm -hmm. that was actually really fun so mm -hmm. that would be it oh that's cool cool so, yeah yeah i i would choose a bridle because you can ride bareback and you don't need a saddle but you gotta have some hang on too so <laughs> rope halters rope halters they can feel it if they pull back or anything so i'd rather they <laughs> have that so. oh yeah oh yeah well, thank you so much for coming on our show today. We are just over the moon. This is a great conversation. 
Uh, thank y'all. Thank y'all for listening to me ramble because I do that. <laughs> oh, somebody is going to listen to this and it's going to help them go in a, the right direction. I, I know that will happen. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Tell our people where they can find you um, if you want them to find you. Sure. Um, uh, Facebook is going to be Stephen Brian Pelzer. And um, I'm having to kind of weed through some friends because I'm about to max out on friend requests. So I've been kind of try to keep like watching that and also on instagram it is going to be uh polo guy 2312 all right that is where you find me at so okay awesome (laughs) well thank you so much for coming on the show and we will let you know when this episode goes live thank you so much it was great talking to you both all right bye Bye bye-bye Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Young Black Equestrians. Head over to our Facebook or Instagram pages and let us know what you thought about that episode. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and have the opportunity to be featured in our next episode. See you next week.